What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, here to recap week one of the NFL. We are watching the Raiders right now as I speak, finishing it off an exciting, exhilarating, nerve-wracking, horrible, every adjective, verb, whatever you want to describe it, week one was. We're here to give you all of our breakdown of it, what we liked, didn't like, overreactions, and everything else. Justin, are you ready? Sadly, I am. Yeah, me too. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast. It is currently Monday night, as Zach said in the intro. We are in the second quarter of the Raiders-Ravens game. Las Vegas is bumping. Um, but it's Monday after week one. It's it's overreaction Monday, and I have a lot that I've been overreacting about. I know both of our teams lost, but I would have to say that this week one, for a couple you know little things here and there, went as bad as it could have gone for me personally. Um, I'm in I would say the Colts spot. and Giants, to cut you off real quick, two of the worst-looking teams this Sunday. Yeah, and two of the worst-looking teams. <laughs> not only that, but like, for, for me personally, how the... Uh, not not only how the Giants looked, but how the rest of the division looked uh-huh. um, specifically, and also just some other teams that I I'm a hater of how they looked, and and so we're, we're going to get into it game by game. But overall, Zach, we know it's Week One. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're one and zero, usually you're thinking a lot higher of what your team can do. If you're zero and one, the majority is that you know your team is is not going to make the playoffs. It's the worst of the worst. You're already looking at draft boards, um, and that's what makes football special. But I. I mean, I don't see how the Giants get any better. So we're good. Anyways, that's like, you know, 10 games later. But right now, we're going to get into it. First game, <coughs> Dallas versus Tampa Bay. And I was wrong about this game. And, I, and I'll tell you why to start. Kellen Moore called, I think, one of the greatest games I've seen in a while. And they didn't win. And they had, you know, they had some troubles scoring touchdowns. Yep. But the way Kellen Moore played that game was insane Dak Prescott looked really good and I am officially scared of the Dallas Cowboys offense right now yeah I mean we know how Dallas is going to win it's throwing the ball the weapons are obvious even with Gallup hurt it doesn't matter Amari Cooper looked like vintage Amari Mm -hmm. Alabama Amari almost not even Raider like all the way back CeeDee Lamb had a couple bad drops that cost them in the long run but still so dynamic they have two tight ends that are very competent Mm -hmm. uh, Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin that like if you want to leave him open, fine, because Dak's willing to hit him, and they're willing to move the ball any way they can. He changed 12 plays uh, from run to pass. You know, he threw a lot, but he's willing to throw early and often, and that's how they're going to be in games. And, look, their defense was better, still awful, but it's a team that you just don't want to play. I, I mean, you just don't want to play Dak because you know if you can score, it doesn't matter because you've got to score 30 to beat Dallas. Yeah, the way Kellen Moore called that game, um, I know Chris Collins were talked about, about a little bit on the – broadcast but he, he just eliminated the front seven for Tampa 
that right. they got the yep. ball out so fast, so quick. They didn't even really try running the ball. Um, and they basically just said, we're going to make your DBs work. And Tampa had some you know, injury issues in the secondary on an already slim secondary. That's clearly the weakness of their team. Um, people are saying it's the blueprint out there to beat the Buccaneers already. And it was just one of those games where you walk out of there, the Bucks did their job. You know, They won the game. They looked pretty good, especially on the offensive side late. Gronk looked like vintage Gronk. Brady looked like vintage Brady. But if you're a Cowboys fan, to see how the rest of the division is looking really – um, you have to be confident right now, and, and I hate to say that, but Dak looked really good, and I, I've not ever been big on Dak, and he made me eat my words yesterday. And again, it's overreaction week one. He looked like a pro bowler yet are on Thursday night, and we'll, we'll see if he can carry that momentum throughout the rest of the season. For sure. And I think if you're Dallas, all you have to say is you look at the three teams in the NFC East right now, Washington, uh, the New York football Giants, and the Eagles, although the Eagles put up a lot of points against, I think what we both would agree later on to be a pretty bad Falcons defense, and team, you know, Dallas is saying our division, who can score with us? Mm-hmm. And the like I said, the Eagles scored 32, but I don't think right now there's a real threat. And, you know, those other three teams can say, yeah, but we can stop you enough and we can score on your bad defense that it won't matter. But I think it leans more right now to Dallas's 100%. offense being more good than those other defenses mattering. And, and just the way Dallas called that game where you have to say, like, is Washington's they, front, front seven going to matter? They're, they're going to the do the same exact thing. Zeke doesn't matter. New York's defense is a little different because our pass rush has never been the strong suit. It is the run game. But if they can just – I mean, the Giants defense look good. If they can just pick us apart like Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater did, the run game's not even going to matter. Right. Hard to tell um, if Zeke is even back. I mean – Pollard looked more explosive, but, you know, they didn't really run it, so it's not really fair to judge. And I don't think – I really came into this year thinking that I don't think Zeke's going to be used as he was previously. No, I think um, he's, he's, just, he's okay with that. Yeah, it, you know, he's going to be healthy that way unless something major happens. But, yeah. uh, I mean, Cal, the Cowboys just looked really good. And, and you know, you, you came down to the final seconds against the, the former Super Bowl champs. Um, and, and to lose a game like that, you know, that's the best-case loss that you could ask for. Yeah, so. really fun opening night, so – yeah, and then moving on to the 1 o'clock games on Sunday. Yeah. It was good just to have Red Zone on, have 100%. three TVs going. I know you you were at the Colts game, so you really didn't get the full experience. Yeah, I hate it in the most spoiled way that sounds. I, I just – there's nothing like sitting down and having those three screens yeah. on and being able to watch everything. Three screens, Twitter on the laptop, checking yeah. on some fantasy football. Yep. Um, you know, it was just it was just good to just soak it all in. Uh, For football. Sure. That just made you realize that football is back. And we'll, we'll start with a game that you probably don't have too many comments on. We talked about it a little bit already. Eagles 32 – Falcons six, um, and I think the biggest surprise for me is is not necessarily that the Eagles won because we knew that the uh, you know we had some question marks on the Falcons although we both did predict the Falcons to win. It's the Falcons offense how poorly they looked, and it begs the question: Is Josh Rosen ready to take over that team? It's what you're hearing all over the world. Yeah. I mean, the media, mm-hmm. sports media, it's it's the highlight of Monday. But I I don't know. I think Arthur Smith is a good coach. I think they're just gonna take some time to figure it out. And I think yeah. Arthur's kind of like. Give me a year because this team's just not ready. Um, yeah, look, the thing with the Eagles is like Nick Sirianni is coming from Frank Reich. So if you're expecting Jalen Hurts to be like, you know, this all world beater that he might have been Sunday, that's not going to happen. But they make the game extremely simple for quarterbacks. Yeah. So Jalen Hurts is going to be put in the position where he's going to have A, B, run. A, B, run every single time. They're going to simplify it. And Jalen Hurts in that situation can succeed. So credit to Sirianni in his first NFL game. Preparing the Eagles and preparing Jalen Hurts to look that efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of those games, though, it's just hard to tell how good the Eagles are with the Falcons. But you have to give the Eagles credit. They absolutely dominated the yeah, game the entire way through. If and you're that's an Eagles fan, you're a believer right now. Absolutely. And, 
I, again, I'm I mean, a they have weapons. Hurts. I'm a Jalen Hurts hater. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, maybe eat those words again. It's just week one. I'm going to be saying that so much, but it just it's just a point I have to say. And I will say for the Falcons too. You know, the defense looked bad. The offense looked bad. Um, the worst thing you can be is the most mean team on a Sunday. And that picture of Matt Ryan laying face down on the field oh was the most saw seen meme or meme I saw on well, Sunday afternoon. And and that's a bad place to be. I've been in that spot before. Uh, and you never want to be there, and that and it just was, it's just embarrassing. It was the guy, it was Jalen Mayfield, the lineman, mm-hmm. that gave up that play in the offseason or before he got drafted, I think he's a rookie. He tweeted, if you don't want your quarterback to get touched, pick me. And then the side-by-side, Matt Ryan. Yeah. All takes exposed. Believed to be dead yeah. on the ground. And um, it was literally a dead body. Josh Rosen did get in late, looked sharp, don't care. I don't even know what he did, but he just looked sharp. Yeah, it's, I mean, that he looks really good in those colors. But yeah, I mean, credit to the Eagles. We'll kind of see week two. They play the 49ers. Uh, and that'll, be, that'll be a true test against your defense. It's a disciplined team. Yeah, and I, I mean, the 49ers' defense didn't really look that good um, against the Lions. So hopefully Jalen Hurts can still do the same thing against them. Yeah, but, credit to the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, and then next next game, maybe one of the more surprising games of the Sunday. Uh, Steelers 23, Bills 16. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to – this is not a game I'm going to be overreacting on. No. The Steelers always look really, really good. At the beginning of the year, yep. and you know what? If you're a Bills fan, you can still say Super Bowl's on. It was sure. one. Of, it's a team that's been in the playoffs consistently. Yeah, you lost at home, but you know Josh Allen in that offense is not going to just put up 16 points a game for the rest of the season. Don't overreact. The Steelers, on the other hand, you know you look good. The defense looked phenomenal, um, and, and the way that this offense is going to be looking this year, if your defense can continue continually play like that, um, the Steelers could be a force to reckon with in the AFC North. Uh, I mean, I think it's could be another year where they just start off and they're at the top of the division for, you know, the majority of the year. And maybe at the end, they tail off a little bit. But, you know, it's shout out to the Steelers, shout out to Mike Tomlin. You know, it's not a team that every time we doubt this team, they always seem to surprise us. And this week was just another example of that. For sure. Look, the Steelers aren't going to beat themselves. They're too good of a team. Yeah. Josh Allen threw 51 times. They had two turnover on downs. They had a block kick. Um I think they had, a, they had a fumble. They had a lot of things go wrong, but that's also credit to the Steelers just make winning plays as the Ravens go up 14-0 now and Raiders have looked absolutely lost. Yeah. Um, Steelers are going to make winning plays, I agree. Not an overreaction for the Bills. I mean, Big Ben only threw for 188. It's not like the Pittsburgh did anything impressive. They just found a way to win an ugly game, and it's disappointing with that crowd that Buffalo had. But um, If you're going to get in an ugly game against Pittsburgh, I lean Pittsburgh every time. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. You're just not going to show up and beat Pitt. Yeah. And I think Buffalo... With all the hype, they probably were a little cocky coming in. And sometimes you kind of need those to wake up. Yeah. So, uh, not much else on that. I mean, special teams can win or lose games, and it, it was the difference maker in this one. Mm-hmm. It's a three-phase game. People don't talk about enough. Three-phase mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, another upset. Another pick wrong by us. I think we're 1-3 and three so far, 0-3 oh, on Sunday. Oh, God. <laughs> the Vikings uh, lost dead, to the Bengals 24-27. And I'll tell you what, the Bengals looked and again, I know it's the Vikings, but the Vikings have weapons on offense. It's a Kirk Cousins game that nobody's watching at 1 o'clock. That's supposed to be his game. But their defense looked abysmal. I mean, Zach Taylor just handed oh the game to God. them on a silver platter. He's a bad coach. Yeah, he, his game management is awful. He handed it to him, But, you know, you walk out of this game, Joe Burrow, there's no more questions of, like, yep. is he scared? Jamar Chase can catch the ball. Yeah. Um, the, really, the only knock I have on them is Eli Apple is for some reason playing for them. Oh, he boy, lost he looked bad. How is he in this? How is he even in the league anymore? I mean, I gave the kid the name Trash Can for a reason, and mm-hmm. Trash Can will do Trash Can things. Yeah. Consistent um, though. 
yeah, hey, look, you can't you can't knock the kid off. You know what you're getting. You know you're getting bad plays. You know you're getting a guy where when he's on the field, he's going to get targeted at him, and he's either going to have a penalty or there's going to be a catch against him. But, I mean, if you're a Bengals fan, you need to be cheering because you haven't had, I think, this much positivity in a long, long time. It was yep. a game that people didn't expect you to win. You went out there. You won a close one, a game that, you know, you had adversity at the end. You fought back in overtime to the very end kicked the game when he field goal for a rookie. Imagine being a rookie having to kick the game when he yeah. field goal in overtime being carried out the yeah. field. A very cool situation. Um, and, I mean, this AFC North division could could now be, after week one, considered the most competitive, maybe? It looks like, as of right now, all of them are going to go one now. Oh, no, I'm sorry, the Browns lost. The Browns um, lost, and we'll get But that was, I mean, that's a, that was a good loss. Great loss. If those exist. Um, yeah, we were wrong about this, and I think we just didn't emphasize... I, we had questions about the Bengals, but I think we both underestimated the offseason issues with the Vikings. Yeah. It, I mean, it seems like they're fed up with Kirk Cousins. It seems like Mike Zimmer's fed up with the whole team. They had over, I think they had like, what, 13 penalties? Dalvin Cook fumbled the ball when they had a chance to win it in overtime. They just didn't look sharp. And credit to the Bengals, they came out ready. Joe Burrow played well. Obviously, Jamar Chase got one deep. Joe Mixon, though, ran for 100 yards. Their offensive line played well. Phenomenal. And that was the biggest question with the Bengals. Everyone's like, oh, they didn't draft Panay, which maybe they still should have. But they did. it's not like they didn't do anything this offseason. They got a couple guys in, and the offensive line looked a lot better. And it showed with a guy like Joe Burrow getting his confidence back. If you give him that time, he's got playmakers. He's got Joe Mixon. He's got Jamar Chase. He's got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Like, there's weapons out there. And uh, the Bengals just made more plays, and credit to them. And But Zach Taylor, if you're up 14 and you're on your own 30 – Punt the ball. I I don't understand where analytics. I don't understand like analytics. There's no way analytics can go for it. There. That's not a analytics go for it. But I mean, I don't even. I think if if you're playing a very competitive game of Madden or NCAA uh-huh. football with your buddy, uh-huh. uh, you're gonna punt there. Yeah. You don't even in a video game. And I will say you you know your comments on Penny. My my buddy who's a Bengals fan said, and I quote: "Just make sure your listeners know." That Jamar Chase was the right pick and always will be the right pick. <laughs> so I just wanted to get out that, that Bengals fans have Jamar's back, um, and we are wrong about this. Yeah. Well, he couldn't catch the football. I mean, the Burrow the Burrow quote post game was awesome. So fun for Cincy. It's nice to have teams like that have hope early on because you know, they haven't for a while. They haven't had that in a long time. Uh, next, Kyler Murray MVP and the Chandler Jones wow. Chandler Jones defensive. Player of the Year. Cliff Kingsbury, um, Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> Give them all Super Bowl champions. Titans, 13. I think I turned on the TV, and Chandler Jones already had three sacks, and yeah. Arizona was up 21-0. Yeah. Uh, this game was the definition of a A-double hockey, or A-double S, whatever, dollar signs, kicking. Carry the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, now you know what cuss uh-huh. we're talking. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, this... Is it the same thing that we have from last year, though, right? That's – I'm not – I mean, Chandler Jones looked phenomenal against a offensive lineman that had a torn ACL less than a year ago and then a backup offensive lineman, yeah. okay? He's not going to He's not gonna get 85 sacks this year. Like, he's not <laughs> um, And I don't know. My thing is, like, it was a really impressive win from the Cardinals, but last year, what they start off? It was, like – Started off hot. Like, like it's, it's one of those things where – until I can see Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals do it throughout the entire year, um, I'm not going to be that impressed by it. Kyler Murray's going to have these games where he just looks unstoppable, but will defenses be able to figure out Cliff Kingsbury later in the year like they did last year? That's a question that we're going to have to answer in Week 13. But very impressive start, um, you know, for 
an NFC or an NFC playoff race to get one one and zero against a potential AFC playoff team is is really huge, um, and, and so it's good for the Cardinals. And, and clearly, but the best I'm, division in football. Yeah, in the NFC West. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that the Cardinals are something that I'm majorly surprised by, and I'm not also gonna be like that. You know, I was wrong about them not making the playoffs for sure. It was uh, it was nice to see, um, even though we got our own slice of humble pie this weekend because the Titans were pretty loud this summer. And, you know, for Mike Rabel, it's weird because he's this Patriots tough, you know, like hardhead guy. And you would think like discipline, but they're really not like a disciplined football team. No. They got a lot of stars and a lot of big names. And he, they're just, he, they're loud. He um, called out Julio today. He did too. call it Julio. And I'm interested to see how Julio responds to yeah. that because um, that was ballsy. Week one to go right at the new guy. Um, for, you know, play that really. Are we really getting mad at Julio for the result of that game? It almost mm. seemed like he was blaming that. I'm going to be honest, man. You can't you can't blame a penalty for a 25-point loss. No. You know, no. The game I'm, was, just, I'm just not going to do it. I'm that not that game it. was over in the first quarter. Yeah. But the Cardinals, they did have weapons. Rondell Moore was was awesome. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins reminded everyone that he's DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Christian Kirk's like, oh, if I'm the fourth receiver, I'm not bad. Not at all. Um, So, they look, the Cardinals can make plays. And Kyler Murray... It was on full display. He was running all over the field. Yeah, I love doing a little like yeah, it's like a little video game running around. Um, but we'll see with the Cardinals. Like you said, can they go to San Francisco or and play a disciplined team and win? Can Kyler Murray stay healthy? But I think their defense now has the star power to help. JJ Watt and Chandler Jones side by side. You got Buda Baker on the back end and maybe an improving Isaiah Simmons uh, in between. They got better, so that's definitely encouraging to see. Um, Definitely one of those games, though, that you look back kind of week one, you're like, I can't believe that was the score. Yeah. Titans are going to get better. Cardinals will regress at some point. But Cardinals are ready to roll. They know that they have to win these games because the AFC West, I don't know how many are coming their way. Once they get some interconference games going, yeah. then it's going to be Yeah. For Tennessee, bit. though, I, I would be concerned. You know, they are down all game, and yet their leading catcher at the end of the game was Chester Rogers. I think with that four catches. That shouldn't happen. Um, that's extremely worrisome, and I think it's just going to take time to develop with this new offense, but... Yeah, I know you're all thinking, like, what do you mean new offense? Give Derrick Henry the ball, figure it out later, even though they got down behind early. They've never been big on giving Derrick Henry the ball early in the season, though. No. You know, that's not, no. I don't think that's going to change this year. They've and never been big on it. As, as easy as it is to say, like, this new coordinator comes in and just does what Arthur Smith does, it just doesn't work no, that way. It never has. Uh, it never has. So it'll be interesting to see how Tennessee responds. They're at Seattle uh, this Sunday, but um, I was thrilled. And, and so now I'm going to get us into a game we're probably not going to have much to talk on, but it is our first right prediction of Sunday so far on the list, and that is the 49ers beating the Lions in a 41-33 game. And, and an eight-point game will not describe this game at all. Uh, I, you know, 49ers offense look great. The Lions are you know, going to be the Lions that we expected this year. I'm not surprised that they never gave up with Dan Campbell as their coach. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say on this, except I guess when will Trey Lance take over all of the plays? Yeah. And from Jimmy G, I, I don't know. I don't have much to say. Like you said, one team was way better. It was shown. I mean, it took a fumble, an onside, and a craziness for the Lions to yeah. have a chance. The Lions are going to compete for four quarters because that's just who they are with Dan mm-hmm. Campbell. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. The 49ers look sharp. They're going to look sharp. They're going to run the ball well, and they're going to throw and play action to the you know, scheme guys open. That's just what they do. I will ask you this. Do you think Dan Campbell, like, was it a very impressive showing from Dan Campbell? Do you think he can build something in Detroit? Get a quarterback in there. Maybe that's not Jared Goff. You know, get more of his guys, more of his attitude in there. Do you, th- do you think he can be successful? I think he's a mm. – Because we, we were both very like, all right, buddy, after his first press conference yeah. and a couple of first days of training camp. But 
clearly it shows, I think, from what we've been reading, that the team is buying in on him. They, they fought, I mean, yeah, it's week one. They did fought, fight for four quarters in a game that they yeah. that were not going to be in. It's going to be a rough year. We'll see how they get through it. But um, you're kind of seeing some flashes of Dan Campbell and the team. And, and I'm just curious to see if that can consistently stay. Um, that's, and, and do you think that he can be successful? Yeah, just, that's a good question. There's two things with that. One is, it's not really fair this year because that roster is so bad. Yeah. So I think we have to have a little leeway for Dan Campbell this year, even though he can't come off as a clown in these press conferences. Number two, though, like you said, they played hard even when they were down big in the first game. What happens when they're down big in the 10th game yeah. and they've won one game? You know, it's, it's easy for everyone to play hard week one, and obviously these guys are going to continue to play hard because they're playing for contracts. It's different than, like, the NBA or any other team. Guys are just going to play as hard as they can for four quarters because you can get hurt straight up in the NFL if yeah. you don't. Um, but there is an energy level and enthusiasm that will be interesting to see how that carries on because – they are limited, and they are going to lose a lot of games. But when you look at the NFC North's performance, um, depending on how the Bears kind of end up trajectory-wise with their situation and the Vikings, there's no reason the Lions can't compete, yeah. I don't think. And I think that was proven. So it's good to see because you don't want these just wash of games on Sundays mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't even want to watch this because this team's so bad. At least they're going to make it interesting. So um, I think we just have to wait and see. Yeah, and I think the Lions are going to you know, have a game or two this year where they're you know, causing some stirs. Uh, to the opponent and maybe pull off some upsets. Uh, next, I'm just going to let you give you the, you know, just going to hand it over to you. Seahawks 28, <clears throat> Colts 16. Yeah. Zach, you have the floor. Um, so it was, it's really weird, Justin, because we lost in a way that I never expected. Um, all the things that are the strengths of our team were awful. Um, when you look at the Colts, we're built on what? Our, our front seven, our offensive line – in our trenches on both ends. We got absolutely waxed up front offensively, and it's not because Seattle has a great defense. And maybe they do, and maybe we just find out. We got smoked up front. Our safeties are supposed to be the strength of our team. Kari Willis looked like he never played the football game. Like Carson Wentz, I thought all things considered, played great. When you look at Carson Wentz, you worry about when things go to shit, he tries to be a hero, and he makes awful plays. He got hit 14 times, which a quarterback for India has not gotten hit like that since 2017. Uh, and he made only great decisions with the football. I thought that was really encouraging. I'm not too worried. Eric Fisher's back next week. Uh, we needed that kind of humbling. Seattle's always good early on. We know all these things. I thought Frank Reich coached his worst game of his career. Uh, we had two really bad fourth down calls and decisions. One of them you'd like to see a field goal. The other one... Everyone knew in the world that Carson Wentz was about to QB sneak and Jamal Adams was jumping over. Um, I just think we needed to reset. Uh, but like I said, we both kind of saw this coming. You know, COVID all offseason. Carson was injured. Quentin was injured. There's a lot going on. I think they're going to settle down this week. And even if they lose, I don't really care because the AFC South is so bad that this is a two-team race for 17 games. And with the way Tennessee played, I think the Colts can allow themselves to have this little breather where they figure themselves out and continue, but uh, I'm definitely not panicked, just concerned that the way we lost was because of our star players that are supposed to be the reasons we win. So, it was just concerning. Darius Leonard, you make $100 million, figured out how to cover his own. Yeah, and I will say two things on that. One, you guys look better than the Titans. Yeah. Two. Yeah, we had chances. Like I, mean, I said, I mean, you know, Carson Wentz, I, I didn't watch that much of this game. Every time I looked over, Carson Wentz was on his back. Um, and he still he still played pretty well for that. 
Um, and so that I wouldn't. Awesome. I'm, I'm not gonna. You don't be out on Carson Wentz just because of that game. And I love Frank Reich as a coach. Every coach is gonna have a bad game. My coach yeah. had one. So Colts fans, head up. And you know, I still like you over the Titans in the AFC East. So, so next, um, and more. One of the more interesting games of Sunday: the Chargers beat the the football team twenty to six. Football 16. team twenty sixteen. My bad. Football team. Um, Fitz Magic is out. Yeah. Half the season. Heineke um, Mm -hmm. is in. um, And, you know, ah, Herbert looked good at the end. Your defensive line did not look good. Um, You know, to score 16 points, I I think that's, you know, I'm not going to talk anything on your office. It was just a really weird game for you guys. But, you know, that I think it was one of those things where for the Chargers more, a way to pull it out at the end. Herbert looked good as a young quarterback in a situation where they had too much score. I mean, you have to score for the Washington football team, you know, worst case scenario, losing your starting quarterback, having a backup in now, your defensive line didn't look very good. Although you did hold a very high-powered offense, only 20 points. But um, to see how the Cowboys played, how the Eagles played, and how you guys aren't going to have this match for six, eight weeks, it was one of the most punch in the guts a team could have in week one. So For sure. And it was kind of what we thought it'd be. I mean, no one really knew what to be. It was a pick em. It was a gross game all the way through. Um, like you said, Washington's defensive line is definitely the story of this game. They were absent. Chase Young was a no-show. Chase Young, on the most important play of the game, on third and long for the Chargers to steal it, was not on the field, which is weird, inexplicable. inexplicable. Um, the Chargers did what they had to do, and that's a game where the Chargers in the past have not been able to do that. And That's a game where the Chargers, with Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley in this new era, found a way to win ugly. And When's the last time you said the Chargers won ugly? They always lose those games. Yeah. I was really impressed with the Chargers going across the country 1 p.m., finding a way. If you're Washington, really deflating, losing Fitzpatrick week one and what could have been um, because you don't really know. However, I think with Taylor Heineke, they're just right back to where they were last year, and that's not bad. You know, Taylor Heineke might lose you games, okay? He might make plays that are going to hurt you, but he's proven. I mean, he he went pretty much down to the wire with Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Yeah. If you had to have a backup come in in the situation that Washington has where still the defense reigns, I expect their defensive line to be way better. They're going to come out super pissed next week, unfortunately against an offensive line where it may not be good for that team to be pissed. Yeah, and Taylor Heineke is just going to take care of the ball. Unfortunately, it just may not be the explosiveness you wanted to see this year. But if you're Washington, you can still find a way to win the division. Um, and you just have to really stick to last year's kind of game plan. Uh, it'll be a lot tougher, though. Um, but, you know, Fitz could have been awful, too. So... I, kind of hard to tell since he got I, hurt so early. Who knows? Yeah, I um. Are you? You probably are mad. I I actually am more afraid of Heineke. Than I figured I you'd say that because like when I when it fits Magic the game, you know, you're gonna you could have him. He's gonna. He, I think Fitz Magic would you lose you lose you more. I cannot talk. Lose you more games than Heineke would. Because Fitzmagic just well, allowed, he win more. He's going to win. He's going to win you more, but he's also having. You think more. the losses when, is greater? When it's like, I mean, it's almost like the argument of Drew Locke versus Hay Bridgewater for the Denver Broncos. Washington defense is going to be better. Uh-huh. You know, they're going to get more pressure on the uh-huh. quarterback. They're just going to be a better football team. Um, at least you have a backup who you know has been impressive against the best team in the NFL last year, Super Bowl champs, and. I think as a guy who the team is already kind of bought in on. Yeah, he didn't have the starting job, but you didn't expect him to have the starting job, but he's going to walk into a team where he has the respect. Be ready and to for a backup quarterback like to have the respect of the team already, I think that's a really big thing for them. And yep. so I you know, I don't think that Washington, you can just fully count them out yet. No. 
Um, because this is a good backup to or have last year's team. Personally. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens with it. And I mean, I don't know if the NFC East is going to be anything better where an 8 and 18 can't win the division. Or I should say 8, eight and 9 or 9 and 8. Uh, 8 wins might win the division again. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, next, another kind of slept on game besides the fact that it was a Darney uh, revenge game as well as. Uh, you know Zach Wilson's first game, but the Carolina Panthers win nineteen fourteen over the Jets. You know I don't really have much to say. Carolina's defense looked good. Zach Wilson, you know, looked like a rookie quarterback, but had some pretty good plays, I would say. Um, but also, you know, I th- he turned the ball over a couple times, and I really didn't watch much of this game. But <laughs> I, I'm just excited for Carolina because this is what they needed to do, and this yeah. is what they didn't do last year. They lost a ton of one score, one possession games. Their defense was better. Shaq Thompson played the game of his life. Brian Burns had a sack. Jay Chim was all over the field. Um, then Darney made the plays he needed to make. Yeah. He was safe. He was smart, which is what he does. They took the shot to Robbie Anderson when they needed it. Um, so I was impressed with Carolina, and I think it's a team that is just going to – if you want to beat them, it's going to take four quarters. I don't think it's a team you're going to blow out this year. Um, I, don't, I don't – you know, if Darney doesn't beat himself and Joe Brady's offense, I don't know if he will. So I'm uh, just glad Carolina did what they were supposed to do and get a win. Uh, Zach Wilson had flashes, and I just – like, if you're a Jets fan, you go in every game, you know, they hung in there, they came back, they lost, but, you know, encouraging all around. You know, it sucks for Mekhi Becton, who's going to be out a month or two, but I think if you're a Jets fan, you, you can't be really upset by that game, and uh, Wilson showed flashes, so. Yeah, not much else to say. Nope. Um, next, I think one of the easiest picks, anybody who had Jacksonville, you were crazy. The Texans win 37-21 in another A-double. It was an absolute sign. blowout. Yeah, it was. 34-7 at one point. Yeah, it, it was an insane game. Um, I don't think really anybody should have expected anything otherwise. We saw in our survivor pool there was a lot of picks on the Jaguars. I don't understand where that came from. I don't understand. Oh, by the way, congrats, from. Justin, on your win with the oh, Panthers. Thank you. Congrats on yours for the 49ers. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And... Uh, Urban Meyer, I don't know if the rumors are true that he's thinking about <laughs> resigning already. Yeah. At the same time that the USC job opens up, I don't know if that's coincidence or not. Um, this team just seems like a, a mess. And it's, you know, Trevor Lawrence had some pretty good throws, like, you know, some flashes of just greatness, I would say. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you know, if you're in a situation like that where your head coach is a nut job right now, your coaching staff is apparently scared of him, and you're just not a good roster. Uh, that might be one of the worst situations to be in as a rookie quarterback. So we'll see how this season goes. We'll see if Urban Meyer lasts just for his health reasons, for his own reasons, for the GMs or the owners' reasons. Um, if I'm the Jacksonville fan, I am just confused and I don't know what to think. If I'm a Texans fan, I'm like, you know what? Hey, we won a game. We we can't say this year when will the win come because we already have it. Um, you have like, I mean, I think Houston's what we thought they were. They're going to be a bunch of veterans who are playing hard. And Tyrod Taylor is just going to be Tyrod Taylor, and when you're playing a bad defense, he can score. So, yeah, I mean the the Texans made. And the, I'm sorry, Texans are top of the AFC South. You're, thank so you. Let's, let's put some respect on their name. Yeah. The AFC South division leader is the Houston Texans, which we all predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars made Houston look competent, and that's just one of the most dysfunctional franchises yeah. right now that there is. Um, and Jacksonville, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And remember that Houston was the job that how many coaches turned down? Every, all of them. Yeah. All of them. So let's also remember that. Um, <laughs> I, I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence because, I mean, I don't because he's in my division. But it just sucks to come into a team with a guy that's such an egotistical freak. Yeah. And has issues with control. No, he knew if he went to Jacksonville, he it's just different. Um, How do you not expect to? He was just to bored, and I think he was just kind of waiting. He wanted a job before he went to USC or Notre Dame. Not that Notre Dame's going to fire 
uh, Brian Kelly, but one of these back to one of these powerhouses in college. I think he just wanted to go coach until it was time. So if you're Jacksonville, I mean, there's talent there, but it's so dysfunctional and unorganized. I just don't know where the wins are going to come from. And uh, I think it's time to really be worried. Houston, like you said, celebrate hard, celebrate long. You're going to compete in a lot of games, but you're not going to win much more. Um, but good for them. And I will say, though, the craziest stat of the day came from this game, and that's Trevor Lawrence. This was his first regular season loss in all of high school and college. Oh, wow. I, to, to see a guy like that with that much talent have to be in that situation in Jacksonville, that sucks. Um, but that is – I've lost a lot of games. I can never imagine being at this point in my life yeah. undefeated and everything. It's a weird, weird playing right home for sure. Uh, so next, probably the most exciting game of our Sunday, uh, kicking off the 415 slate. The Brownies go 0-1 to the Chiefs with What's a final that? score of okay, 29-33. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is another thing where this was why my Sunday probably went as bad as possible because that's because the Browns' offense looked good except for the end when you need to count on Baker Mayfield's arm. And this is the thing about the Browns that I think, look, the Browns, you, you played to the very end against the Chiefs, who I think are winning the Super Bowl. Um, your defense, you held the, I mean, you held the Chiefs at 33 points. You know, that is what it is. Your offense played a really good game against the Chiefs in the first half. And, um, you know, you, you lost the game really because of a drop punt and, you know, in your own 10 yard by line. By the punter, not even by, by the punter, yeah. In your own 10 yard line, you know, that's, it's hard to win a close game like that. You can't make those mistakes against a team like the Chiefs. Um, but when it came down to it, this is the thing that I would be scared of as a Browns fan. And I think we saw it today. When you're playing a top team and it comes down to needing to throw the ball at the end of a game, I just don't think Baker Mayfield. And, and yeah, look, I I am a Baker hater and I am a Browns hater, and I'll be the first one to say it. But here's my thing: their offense is completely set up by the run. Nick Chubb was unstoppable yesterday, and every time they had play action, Jarvis Landry was getting open and Joker was getting open. I mean, who's Schwartz? That little guy was getting open, Reggie. but it was all set up by the run game. When you eliminate the run game, specifically because of the time left on the clock at the end of the game, the Browns' offense just isn't the same, and and that's what I'd be scared of as a, as a Browns fan. Baker looks really good as a game manager, and he looks really good when he has you know endless options because of play action passes. But you know, I I just don't know if you can trust him in the two minute drill to just get you ninety yards down the field to score a touchdown. That's fair, um, but though luckily for the Browns, I think in their regular season, they're not going to have to worry about that. That is um, true. And, you know, we're at the point, I think, with the Browns that after watching that game where you say, yeah, this could be a problem in the playoffs because this team will be in the playoffs. They are phenomenal. Yeah, sadly. They're going to kill teams. Yeah. Um, their offensive line is amazing. Their defensive line is great. Their secondary got better. Their Denzel Ward had that one play that was insane. Insane. He ran halfway across the field. Yeah, and Kevin Stefanski's a great coach. Mm-hmm. So while you're right, in those situations where Baker needs to go all the way down the field and get a touchdown, yes, they might lose. However, they're not going to be in that situation more than three more times, I don't think, in the regular season. And I was just really impressed with what they did. I mean, like you said, a drop punt from the punter and this, you know, and a, a Mahomes 80-yard flick to Tyreek Hill like they always do somehow, some way. That's just backyard football. And it's just a different game, but... Um, it's I will say, I will say, I think the Browns had, would have won the game if the punt was dropped. That's big of me to admit. Nice, man. That's yeah, big good. of me to admit. Because um, I'm a Browns hater. But I think I think down, you know, Browns, when you're looking for playoff positioning or something else later down the road, this loss could hurt. Yeah. Because now you probably do have to go back to Arrowhead. Um, now you're, you know... But, like I said, if they're, you're talking like that, you're in a good spot. And the Browns are a really good team, and I expect them to absolutely roll over the next I, uh, 
the rest of the season. I am excited for the Pittsburgh-Cleveland games this year just because the hate that's in there, especially in Cleveland towards yep. Pittsburgh. Does Pittsburgh really hate Cleveland like that? I don't know because they're kind of a little brother. But um, I remember I will say like one time I went to a Cavs game in like January and they put up a picture of Ben Roethlisberger and the entire place booed. It was <laughs> so funny. So I'm excited for that game. Um, just two great defenses and, and the electric offense that Cleveland has to see just how that ends up, you know, going. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, these are going to be two teams that are going to be a lot of fun to watch every Sunday. For sure. Uh, next, a game you are going to have a lot more to say because I did not watch a single lick of this one because we had three games going on. I was only paying attention to really one of them, and this one was on your laptop. Uh, Dolphins 17, Patriots 16. Zach, give me your thoughts because I really don't have any. Yeah, pretty boring. I mean, if you're Miami, you have to be, you have to like it. Um, I think if you're both teams, you have to kind of like it. Uh, Miami, Tua did enough. You know, he had a really bad decision late, and that's going to be the difference. You know, we talk about Baker not being able to win them games in the playoffs. Miami, Tua, it's going to be the reasons you don't make the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Um, just not very explosive from Tua, but the defense is so solid, and they made plays, and they have talent, and they have a good coach. And because of that, they're always going to win around 8-10, to 10, probably, 7-10. to 10. Um, I just don't know if Tua's enough to actually go get wins. But they're going to beat bad teams. It's just the good ones I worry about. Um, Darren Waller, catch the ball. Uh, New England, you should be excited. Matt Jones made a lot of plays. You had two bad fumbles from the running backs. One from Damian Harris on the Miami 10 to go win the game with under two minutes left. New England 100% should have won. Mac Jones, when you look at him, it's just like, I don't know. It just looks like Tom. feels like Tom. It's accurate like Tom. I'm just praying it's not going to be. But if you're New England, I don't know. I'd be really excited. So I think both teams should be happy in New England. Just a little more mad that they actually lost it. So but. was this a game that New England lost rather than Miami won? I love saying those kind of things. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I just love saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, New England lost things. more than Miami won this game. Okay. So, but... If you're a New England fan, you should definitely be excited. Uh, Green Bay 3, Saints 38. Jameis Winston is the quarterback of the future for New Orleans. Imagine being in a QB competition with Taysom Hill. And imagine imagine paying Taysom Hill however much they paid him, which was way too much. Uh, I mean, And I think, that I will say, though, bringing in Taysom Hill in like red zone situations, sure, go for it. But Jameis Winston, as electric, as advertised, yep. with his 2020 vision. Yep. The Packers, do not freak out. Oh, man. Remember the Buccaneers lost 38-3 to the Saints last year. Look where they ended up. But, you know, I think this was one of those games where Green Bay's defense struggled early. They got down two scores. They threw a pick in the red zone. Aaron Rodgers threw a pick in the red zone. And then it was just, you know what, we're just going to just throw cock shots the rest of the time. Yeah. And it just clearly did not work out for them. But don't freak out. If you're the Saints, however, um, I think this is one of the best-case scenarios that you could have. And here's why. You had a Hall of Fame quarterback for how long? Um, You brought in a guy who was, what, the second overall pick? Or was was he the second? Or was Mario the second? I forget which one's the first one. And who? Martin oh, Jameis? Jameis, which Jameis was, was the first overall. I th- yeah, okay. You brought in a guy who really just lost his job to Tom Brady, if we're being completely honest. Um, you had him sit under Drew Brees, which never hurts, especially for a guy who's had a little bit of turnover problems. He chose to go to the Saints. And he that. chose to go to the Saints. He sat there for a year. And now you have a guy who never um, – his issue was never that like he wasn't good enough in Tampa. It was some turnover problems, and he never really had the best roster around him. But he can win you games. Yeah. And we saw that on Sunday against the Packers – Look, is he going to throw an interception that's backbreaking? Yes, you're going to get that. But at that's the same time, 
your offense looked better than it did with Drew Brees last year. It did. And, and that is because Drew Brees couldn't throw the ball anymore. It was all the deep shots, Deontay Harris. That yeah. just didn't happen last and year. Their, their offense is stretched so much farther vertically, um, something that they didn't have last year. And so if I'm a Saints fan, I am very, very happy. And my Saints in the playoffs prediction looks really, really good right now. It does. I, you know, I underestimated Sean Payton. He's a great coach. Um, the only thing I'll, I'll piggyback off that is I agree with everything you said. It's just the way Aaron Rodgers was after the game. I mean, I know he's been here before. Week one loss doesn't matter. It's a 17-week season. Um, but it was so chill and, like, so, like, quick to off-put LaFleur. I just feel like, you know, if they get down, Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, you know what, who cares? I'm just going to sling it. He's not throwing games or anything like that. I would just be worried if they did start losing games somehow that Aaron Rodgers just checks out. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a pretty extreme worry. I don't think it's going to get to that point at all. Um, and I think that they're going to be okay. Yeah, so, and for the time being, I would just be like, you know what? We still have Aaron Rodgers. Still have Aaron so. Rodgers, and, and that's going to take you far. But they'll figure it out. Just a really weird start. But uh, good for the Saints. Um, they look great. Jameis looked great. 150 yards and five touchdowns. Usually it's like 500 yards and five picks. Yeah. So we'll take this way. Mm-hmm. So. And him with Sean Payton, it's just Bruce Arians, you know, Bruce Arians' offense is always they're been. We saw it with Tom Brady where, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little more – I don't even know, like, tight window. I don't even know how to explain it. Really just an air, yeah, air they, attack. That's there's just dangerous. more turnovers, it seems like, when Bruce Arians' offense than, than Sean Payton's offense. And Sean, Bray, Sean Payton is a genius mind. We saw him have to be a little more constrained with the quarterback arm that he had, you know, last year and maybe even the year before. Um, and, and so Saints are a team, I think, to look out for right now. For sure. Um, next, uh, the last game, 4-15, say to talk about. Giants lost to the Broncos 13-27. I'm not going to try and get into this game too much because I could rant about it forever. Um, I have a couple things. First of all, um, I am on watch right now for it to be out on Daniel Jones. I'm officially on watch. I've been a Daniel Jones believer for a very long time. After yesterday, I'm officially on watch. Not because of, you know, I think there is some offensive, you know, schematics that we, that we have to put the blame on, but the turnover that he had lost us the game. Um, if we scored there, it would have been a one-possession game. You know, MetLife would have been rocking. Um, the offense had a great drive, get the defense a break. But um, to turn the ball over, the fumble that he had always been his problem. Give it back. They went right down the field and scored and sealed the game pretty much. That can't happen. Um, I know it was his only turnover, but he has 40 turnovers in 28 games as a, as a uh, NFL quarterback. And this one was one of the worst ones that he could possibly had. Um so I'm officially on watch for that. Second of all, Jason Garrett is the worst play caller or offensive coordinator in the game. You know, there was some talk where it's like, well, it's not the play calling that's deeper than that. It is the schematics. And it's like, yeah, it is the schematics. I think everyone knows that. No motion, no misdirection, really. Um, the playmakers were not getting involved. And, and I heard some report where it's like, I think the, the Giants might have just been calling a more conservative game because of who the Denver Broncos were and, and, and watch more of the game plan. I don't care. Whenever Daniel Jones threw the ball downfield over 20 yards twice and one of them was a touchdown, uh, when you have Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, he only touched the ball twice in the first half. I don't know if that could have been an injury thing. Um, You know, we have to use our playmakers to stretch the field vertically, and that's something that we didn't do. We ran no screens. We ran a halfback draw on second 16. Um, There's really no excuses for this offense, and and it's too late to change offensive coordinators or to, you know, change this, you know, change the schematics of the offense more than just the play calling. Um, this giant Giants offense is going to be awful this year, and it sucks to say. Nate Solder is one of the worst right tackles I've ever seen in my life. He, I saw him where 
well, we, I guess we were having two right tackles play. Nate Solder blocked his own teammate, and then Matt Parrott literally got off the ball four seconds too late, and Von Miller literally oh ran to Daniel Jones. Uh, it was laugh out loud or funny, even as a Giants fan who was pissed off in that situation. Yeah. The only bright spot was that um, Andrew Thomas, I think, was like the high. I hate PFF, but he was the highest graded left tackle, I think, or one of them. Nick Gates was tied for one of the highest graded uh, for the highest graded center. Um, we have to figure out where this offensive line is going to be at, especially on the right side, because what happened on Sunday can't happen ever again. I know it was Von Miller, but when we play Washington this week, um, it's going to be scary. And Jason Garrett, for the love of God, just do something different. I want to just put somebody in motion, just run a screenplay, just run Kenny Galladay straight down the field. In fact, he only got targeted like two times before the last drive is asinine. Um, and that's that. The Giants worst case scenario on Sunday. Also, Joe Judge had his work throwing the challenge flag there. Really? I knew that you, you know, every review or every play gets reviewed. That's a touchdown or a turnover. I knew that. Yeah. So Joe Judge, take your own lap. And that's all I'll say. Yeah. Just to real quick, it was tough to watch with you because it felt like I was watching the New York Giants from last year all over again. Yeah. Um, like I said, the Colts kind of had a different problem where our, our biggest strengths kind of sucked and you know, you're like, okay, well that's not going to happen again with the Giants. It felt like the same exact way of losing that we've seen for two years, like at least a year now. The offensive line struggled. I, but you know, it really wasn't that bad. I thought it could, you know, when you're facing the Broncos' pass rush. Um, but like you said, the lack of creativity at the play calling, Daniel Jones turning it over at inopportune times, and when the defense can't mm-hmm. get off the field on third down, when there's so much pressure on that defense right now, which I think is part of the problem, to feel like they have to get stops. Um, because they're worried that their offense is just going to get three and out and put them right back on the field. Um, I just think it's it's worrisome for Giants fans. Um, not the end of the world by any means, but Thursday night playing a team like Washington is going to be a real test to see if they can wake up because the playmakers are out there. Um, but you could say that for all you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they don't get the ball. Just get them the ball in creative ways. I, I, we've always, I mean, we saw last night with the Rams. We saw with the Chiefs. We saw with the Browns. I mean, every electric offense, they got the ball to their playmakers in creative ways. And that is something that the Giants just don't know how to do. No. And I don't understand how Jason Garrett hasn't figured it out yet because I, I can figure it he out. He won't. That's I could at least problem. go into the huddle and be like, hey, you run you run this route, you do this, and they get the general concept. But Jason Garrett doesn't even seem to know that. No. And I will say, I forgot to talk about the defense. The defense, piss poor effort. I'm not going to put all the blame on them. You know what? You're going to have some bad games as a defense. Pat Shermer called a hell of a game. Pat Shermer revenge game. I was wrong. Shout out to your nephew, Joey. Um, and But, you know, with some things like to give them the ball with 42 seconds left when we were down 10-7 and to let them score a touchdown, I mean, that just can't happen. No. You know, that can't happen. But we've never been known for our pass rush, but we've been known for our run-stopping ability. We let up a 70-yard touchdown run. And, you know, we just James Bradbury didn't play well. Defense needs to pick, figure it out. And Adoree Jackson got saved because K.J. Hamler forgot how to catch a football. So. Yeah, I forgot about that. But, yeah, Thursday's going to be a long night. Sunday night football, though, another team that fans are very frustrated about. The Bears lose to the Rams 34-14. Uh, Matt Stafford is everything we thought he'd be. Uh, the Bears defense, although, might be getting a little old. And Justin Fields just needs – I'm an Andy Salt Dalton stand, but Justin Fields just needs to be out, be out there. So. Yeah, it's really hard to talk about the Bears because all we're going to say is the same thing until it happens is when's Justin Fields actually going to play? When's Dalton going out? Blah, blah, blah. The concern on the defense, though, for Chicago is disappointing. Cleo Mack was not very good. Um, our buddy Mike Lisak has been very upset about him over the past year now. Uh, and it showed, you know, Cleo Mack didn't make any plays. And Eddie Jackson, 
was no- I hate Eddie Jackson. I know he hurt Saquon. I just need to say that. Um, but Eddie Jackson was nowhere to be found. They got, I mean, the two deep shots over the top. The safeties were nowhere to be found. Um, the the Bears say something nice about the Bears. They ran the ball really well. David Montgomery looked really good, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh, look, this time of possession, we're dominating this football game." Well. Yes, you did do a good job of holding on to the ball against the Bear, against the Rams. But the Rams also did score on their second the, play. Multiple times. <laughs> I mean, the Rams are scoring at, at will in less than five minutes. They did it like three different times. So, um, I mean, if you're, if you're the Rams, this is everything you hoped and dreamed of for a game one. They were explosive. They were different. They Aaron were, Donald they, looked awesome. They took shots, and the other defense stepped up. Uh, if you're a Bears fan, it's just kind of this weird spot where you're just wondering, you know, what you want your team to be because clearly with Andy Dalton – it's just not going to be great. And shocker, you know, but we knew this. And it's just frustrating for those fans because, you know, you don't want to rush Justin Fields because this is a ideally decade-plus quarterback that you don't want to, you know, ruin in the first three weeks of his rookie year. But from everything we've seen from him, even in his four slap snaps last night, mm-hmm. there's no reason to believe that he's not ready to play. Yeah, it, their offense looked better, more energized, and just more dangerous when he was on the field. Yeah. And I don't think any person can say otherwise. Even a casual fan, I think, could realize that there was something different when he was on the field. And it's one of those things where, I, you know, I don't think they win that game with Justin Fields playing. No. But there is going to be a game where they do they do win if Justin Fields is on the – if Justin Fields – I can't. I keep saying I, – or thinking I can't say Fields is on the field. But yeah, I have to. Weird. When Justin Fields is on the field, there's going to be a game where he would win that Andy Dalton wouldn't just because of the playmaking ability that he has. And for me, if I'm a Browns fan, it just comes down to the point. I mean, Bears, Bears fan, it comes down to the point of like, you know, just Pace and Nagy, are they just trying to save themselves for another year? Saying like, oh, well, we have Justin Fields, so just give us another year. Yeah. And, or is it is it like, do they care more about winning games? Because clearly I think this is an offense that would be playing a lot better and the defense would be more energized if um, Justin Fields is out there. So I, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm wondering like, what, you can't tell me anything and I don't want to hear the, Oh, we, you know, we're trying to do the Patrick Mahomes excuse. I just because Patrick Mahomes sat on a quarterback who was what twelve and four, yeah, and was a former number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. I guess Andy Dalton might have been. He was pretty early too, but no, else? I don't think he was. He was a number one overall, but he was pretty early. Right? No, he dropped. He was oh. first round though, right? I don't think so. Really? No. Um, we need a statistician. In here. But you're also going to lose the locker room if you lose the Bear, the Bengals next week, and you lose the teams you shouldn't because he's in the game. That's when you're going to have real problems with that team. Uh, because there's just no belief right now in Andy Dalton. He was uh, round two, pick 35. Um, His nickname was is apparently listed on Wikipedia as 007 as one of them. Where did where's that one at? I mean that's that's beyond random. Double is that is that pro football or reference? No, this was just. I mean, I was just looking at. They always have random nicknames on there. Uh, this is just nicknames about nicknames. 007 and the Red Rifle. I mean, I understand the Red Rifle. The Red Rifle is classic. 007. If you're, if you're the Bears, you're just kind of waiting, and it sucks. Um, and, you know, if Fields is out there, maybe that does re-energize the defense and does more. But until then, uh, it's going to be frustration in Chicago. Yeah. And the Rams, if you're a Rams fan, there's no reason you you don't you can go to the Super Bowl. I feel really good about just my playoff predictions right now. It's just the Rams being the Super Bowl, the Chiefs being the Super Bowl, Saints being the playoffs. But um, yeah. Giants, I guess, not being there is, is a bad take. Um, and then, yeah, right. looking, looking at our – when uh, we had we had a good amount of losses early on, it was a lot of underdogs were winning. Yeah, I mean, I had Arizona. We did horrible, underdog, actually. But we did horrible. Um, we did horrible. Yeah, I know we did. We did. Giants, Saints, Dolphins, Patriots, Packers, 
Vikings, Bills, Falcons. A lot of L's on there. Hey, that's all right, though. We're due. Week one's always tough. We know this. Week two's coming our way. Overreaction week one, leading in the week two lines. Uh, We'll get you that preview on Thursday. And we're going to try to get that out early as Thursday night football is Justin's New York football giants going to play the Washington football team in a pivotal divisional matchup. Uh, I will say, I think any... Any person who's, I think Bears fans agree, I think, you know, really any team that's not like the Chiefs or, you know, Packers or somebody who's like really, really good. I hate primetime football games. Yeah. I hate when all the so time. I'll tell you what, if the Giants look bad, you want to know who's getting tweeted at, you want to know who's getting texted, you want to know who's getting Snapchat. Like, I'm not watching the game either. Right. That's the worst part about it. You know what, hey, if you guys are watching the game on Thursday night and you get the urge to send me a text like, wow, what was that? Just know. <laughs> Because you know what? I saw it, and I thought probably worse things about it. Text me. Yeah, text him, and, and I'll read them. I'm his angry interpreter yeah. for the Giants. And I'll read them later. You just, and, and that goes for really any – if you're ever – I you know, um, my Raiders buddy, our good buddy Mitch, got a text that he, that he showed me of a guy saying, like, the Raiders need to wake up. Oh, God. You know what? Hey, man, didn't know that when they were down 14-0 right yeah. there. Except they did come back. It is 10-14 at halftime. I do like the Raiders when this game. There's something about the mojo. We, we're seeing it on mute. I have no idea how loud the stadium is. But they seem to be figuring out Darren Waller can start catching footballs. Yep. But it is overreaction week one. I did overreact about a lot of things. Like the Giants are going to be getting the number one overall pick. Um, and but and Malik Willis. Do I want him or do I want Ritter? I don't want, I don't want Spencer Rattler. I don't want Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. And actually, I know who I want. Duh. Matt Corral. Matt Wow. As long as Jason Garrett's not my offensive coordinator. Lane Kiffin comes with him. Dude. <laughs> why did why did the Chargers not hire Jason Garrett? That's the thing that sucks. The Chargers were almost hiring Jason yeah. Garrett. It would have saved me so much. Now Brandon Staley is looking like the future for a long time. And they'll probably still end up with Brian Dabble next year. I do like I want everyone to go back and, and go watch Jason Garrett Giants highlights because he was the Giants quarterback. Yeah. And I want you to tell me what's different about his offense than than our offense now. In the meantime, enjoy your time, and we'll see you on Thursday. Burke, take us out. Just a bluff. I'm an underrated, overeducated individual. Always turn a profit, then I'm dishing out residuals. To the homies that are day one, past the A1. This is high stakes, and I think I like it well done. Never let the mainstream affect my mentality. Never caught conforming just to benefit salary. Busy trying to blossom, but the weather gonna challenge me. Time for Burke season, other artists getting allergies. Cleveland, royalty, I strive for greatness. Dodging all the criticism, starring in the Matrix. Only one request when the people wanna play this. Scream, jump, clap, let the music get contagious. If I make the crowd jump, would you listen to me? If I sound like Lil Pump, could I make it groovy? If I'm crazy like Ye, would they be consuming? If I sang like Jermaine, would it sound soothing? If I made the crowd jump, would you listen to me? If I sound like Lil Pump, could I make it groovy? If I'm crazy like Ye, would they be consuming? If I sang like Jermaine, would it sound soothing? Oh, this is scary, but it's just a fear. A representation of all of your peers. They tell you go one way. 
if you want to clear the jump of this life but i urge you to veer i know this is scary but it's just a fear a representation of all of your peers they tell you go one way if you want to clear the jump of this life but i urge you to veer so after you've heard everything Are you ready? I've been trying to find my sound, but it's difficult to do. How do I combine the instrumental with my mood? Maybe it's a problem when I got an attitude, but at least I ain't as bad as all the bitches on the view. Hating how the lights get the money and the fans. All the marketing today just a scam, sending spam. If there's one thing to realize, please understand that a Twitter or an Instagram never make a man. I'ma do my own thing. You can hate from afar. Oh, you wanna join the gang? Better bring a gold star. Wouldn't know what I was thinking, even if it's in a bar. In a different kind of world, like we watch an avatar. Love hard work positivity will prosper if it were up to me you wouldn't even make the roster oh you sound sick you don't even need a doctor my life's like a movie and i deserve an oscar if i made the crowd jump would you listen to me if i sound like little punk could i make it groovy if i'm crazy like yay would they be consuming if i sang like jermaine would it sound soothing if i made the crowd jump would you listen to me if i sound like little punk could i make it groovy if i'm crazy like yay would they be consuming if i sang like jermaine but it's just a fear a representation of all of your peers they tell you go one way if you want to clear the jump of this life but i urge you to veer i know this is scary but it's just a fear a representation of all of your peers they tell you go one way if you want to clear the jump of this life but i urge you to veer